Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. This is Jake with Radio Underland coming to you hot from the hot tin torture bin in the middle of the desert, the McCain-style studio that I like to call it. Uh, I didn't think I was going to be able to podcast this week because I had to pack up a bunch of stuff for some uh, show that I'm getting ready to go on. And so I'm using the janky equipment right here, and I'm sure this isn't an endorsement. If you're watching on Rumble, you see this little tiny guy right here? I'm going from a multi-thousand dollar setup to this little tiny white Tula mic. So if it sounds distorted, it sounds fucked up, that's why. I mean, you got to do what you can do. As you can see, the sweat is already glistening off my uh, head. Let me stop this music before I get busted by YouTube once again. But I do have an interesting, a very interesting change of events that's happening in the transgender community. And I want to just call it the holy cow. And that's not me labeling a holy cow. Apparently, apparently, some transgender female, male to female, biological male, posing as a female with the purple hair, the whole nine yards, has achieved the immortal cow status in the transgender community. What does that mean? What does that mean? That means that transgender people can now lactate. Yeah, that was me pausing for a second for you to just wrap your head around that. I have a video. I have a video, and it starts off. Let me let me get it set up right here. Remember, if you're looking for us on Rumble, you can go to at Rumble, uh, at Radio Underland. Yeah, Radio Underland, no spaces, no commas, and you can watch these videos live. Let me get this in the, if I can, no, I can't get that in full screen. Anyways, you have to be very you have to be very adept to listening closely because the first thing she says is cow status. Ready? Okay, here we go. Achievement. Trans women can indeed lactate. Hold on. Let me rewind that. Let me rewind that so you can get it. Yeah. Hear that? Cow achievement. Cow achievement. Okay, here we go. I'm going to let it play. I'm going to let it play so this can explain. Trans women can indeed lactate. You would follow the Newman Goldfarb protocol, a medical protocol designed to help women induce lactation if they were not like getting pregnant themselves. I'm going to be a mother. Um, that's in the works, in the process. And part of that process is that I am working to induce lactation to be able to breastfeed our youngest child. Yeah, actual, actually mommy Naomi. I've actually already successfully induced lactation. Like I can actually make milk now, um, which has been a, a very, a very interesting and very cool experience. It's like very biologically affirming too, <laughs> which is something that's like gatekept from trans women, like so, so difficult, both motherly and- That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Cal status has been achieved. Uh, <clears throat> oh, boy. Boy. Is that... It, there's no way it's milk, right? It's just oozing some type of, like, secretion from the guy squeezing his nipples so hard. It's probably just, like, pus and bile. Is it milk? I have no idea. Can we get an expert in here? We need a cow doctor to come in here and say things. Okay, so uh, the other day I was talking specifically about the uh, the federal government is getting ready to um, they're 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 imposing the, the 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 school lunch program, and I told you that there was caveats to that school lunch program that uh, even private schools, charter schools, any school, uh, they won't be funded if they don't supply uh, transgender care in their facilities. And, um, and here's, this is come up again. This is representative Jim Banks and he is asking, I don't, I can't tell you exactly who he's asking, but he's asking somebody about that, 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 that pure fact about the government supplying the lunch program and gender affirming care in the school classroom. Let's just take a listen right here. Here we go. Um, Indiana, my home state recently passed a law at the state legislature that banned biological males from competing against girls in high school and elementary sports because obviously 
biological males have some physical traits that would give them an advantage in sports over girls. The Education Department, your department, uh, proposed a rule change that would pull federal funding from schools that don't allow biological males to compete against girls, girls uh, in sports. Mr. Secretary, yes or no, do, does that mean that, you're, that your department would take away school lunch programs for needy kids because a state or a school won't allow a boy to compete against a girl in the sports? So uh, going back to the civics, if I could, no, no, I, I'm are, asking you a question. Are you, are, do you support taking away trying to avoid the question. from kids who go to schools where boys aren't allowed to play on girls' sports teams? We are promoting a, the most rigorous, intensive academic programming under the Raise the Bar. I would love to share more do information. Do you support taking away a school lunch from a needy kid, a kid who might, it might be the only warm meal they get every single day, because that school won't allow a boy to compete on a girls' sports team? I'm proud of the work we're doing. It's a yes or no question, Mr. Secretary. I'm proud of the work we're doing to make sure that all students Madam feel Chair, safe the in answer, school. The answer is yes. This administration would take away school lunches from kids who need that lunch, maybe the only warm meal that might, they might ever get because of the radical agenda of, of this administration. I yield back. Thank you, Mr. Banks. Ms. Adams. Oh, and that's where the rubber meets the road. It is a reality. And nobody, nobody you know, <laughs> uh, these crazy extremist liberals, when they're really pressed on it, they don't want to go on the record saying, yes, we are going to we are going to take food out of children's mouths if the school doesn't let men compete against women in their athletics program. If they are barred from the, um, uh, if transgender females are barred from the boys' locker room, or the women's locker room. Uh, I'm fettering, fettering it, it up already. But if, uh, yeah, that's the reality of what's going on. Mm. Mm. You know, that, that really puts a priority of what is important to politicians, right? I mean, to, to me, to me, without a doubt, without a doubt, feeding the nation's hungry children should be way above priority than shoehorning in uh, trans, trans LGBTQ, AI plus whatever agenda in our schools. Don't don't you think that there's okay even if even if the trans thing is important to you don't you believe that feeding children is a superior far way above priority over that because what we're saying what we're saying is this this legislation this the, what these people are doing is so far backwards that they are putting indoctrination indoctrination of LGBTQ AI plus theologies above feeding children. That's where our priorities in this country are going right now. That's where the priorities of the leftist extremists in this country are. And it should be a wake-up call. The wake-up call. I, I just don't I don't know what else to tell you other than that. We need to think about things. And, uh, okay, on to the next. <clears throat> so, Ted Cruz. Let me pop this up real quick. Ted Cruz uh, said that Martin Luther King Jr. would be ashamed of the NAACP's Florida travel warning. And Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, Bernice King, I've actually worked with Bernice King. It's actor, doctor. It's actually, I believe, Dr. Bernice King. She disagreed. Now, why did she disagree? It's not exactly clear. She went, she went along with the absolute rhetoric that comes out of the left saying that, you know, uh, here, let me read it. Bernice King is once again defending the legacy of her father, Martin Luther King Jr., against people who say are misusing his name and legacy. Uh, this time, Texas Senator Ted Cruz invoked the iconic civil rights leader while criticizing a travel alert issued by the NAACP for the state of Florida. The civil rights organization recently warned 
that the BIPOC and LGBTQ communities to avoid travel to Florida due to the state's unrelenting attacks on fundamental freedoms. The travel advisory comes in direct response to Governor Ron DeSantis' aggressive attempts to erase black history. Now, that's rhetoric, okay? Aggressive attempts to erase black history and to restrict diversity, equity, and inclusion programs in Florida schools. The organization said in a press release for the travel advisory, which calls Florida openly hostile towards African-American, people of color, and LGBTQ plus individuals. Cruz responded to the statement on Twitter, calling it bizarre and utterly dishonest. Cruz also said in 1950s and 60s, the NAACP did extraordinary good helping lead the civil rights movement. Today, Dr. King would be ashamed of how profoundly they've lost their way. Uh, That was according to the Texas senator. Within a few hours, Martin Luther King Jr.'s daughter, Bernice King, penned a response to Cruz. And what Bernice King said is, what my father would be deeply concerned about is the harmful, discriminatory legislation in Florida. Now, I'm curious. I'm curious if a lot of this plays into, like, the media campaign that Mr. Newsom just did, which was an outright, outright 100% lie about what Ron DeSantis was saying there in Florida. Is, is Bernice King being suckered into this whole situation because she is not fact-checking what is being said by some of these leftist political figures about what's going on in Florida? I don't know because I still have yet to find, I still have yet to find some legislation that has been passed in Florida that is pertinent to African-Americans and somehow restricting African-Americans in, in Florida. I mean, it, I mean, I guess the only thing you could lean towards is, is, is the uh, 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 voter registration possibly, and you know they're they're leaning towards ID to to vote, uh, and there's a lot of problems with that. In fact, I had a video, and I wish I could find it right now. I might have to take a break right now and pause this real quick so I can find this video of this black business entrepreneur talking about uh, the the nonsense. The nonsense that's going on. In fact, I'm going to do it. Let me put a marker here in my file so I can find this video and I'll come back. Hang on. White privilege. I think that's the most racist concept I've ever heard in my life. Because as a black man, you're telling me that you're better than me. That's what I hear. Because I ask anybody, wait till we go to Q&A. Somebody going to disagree with me. What benefits do you have that I don't have? They got to get racist after that. Well, I can go to school. Well, you think I'm not as smart as you? Think I can't make a 4.0 GPA? You, you think I can't do that? You racist. That's what you are. Oh, you can't get a job like me. Oh, you think I'm not qualified like you are? You think I don't have the hustle? I don't have the grind to get a job? Are you crazy? Black people can't vote because they don't have IDs. You think I'm dumb enough not to have an ID? You are racist. They all, that's what they say. When you can't get pulled over by police, you think I don't know how to act and behave myself and conduct myself? You think I can't start a business? I own a few businesses. You think, you think when I fill out that application to do that business or have my attorneys do build one of my businesses, my energy drink company, you think they said, well, he's black. Well, he can't, we can't represent him. No, it's, it's all bull crap, man. Don't fall for it. Don't fall for it. It's all designed to make us hate each other. Boom. 
I don't know. I don't know why that that tickled my fancy. It tickled my fancy, and I think I think I think this guy's speaking the truth 100%. And a lot of people need to wake up and and uh, and realize what is going on in this country. Okay, so there was a poll that came out, and this poll was taking who is more popular, uh, popular, and this is classified as a uh, 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 political figures, and this is from the street. And so we have uh, Biden, Trump, and Elon Musk, okay? And, oh, wow, that doesn't fit. Hold on. Let me get this minus, minus. There we go. Now that kind of fits. There we go. A new poll has revealed that Tesla and Twitter owner Elon Musk is now the most popular political figure in the United States ahead of former President Donald Trump and current President Joe Biden. The poll was conducted by the Harris Poll and Harris X from May 17th through the 18th, 2023, among 2,004 registered voters. The poll found that 47% of respondents had a favorable view of Musk and 33% had an unfavorable opinion. In second place was Trump with 46% favorable and 47% unfavorable reading. In third place was Florida Governor Ron DeSantis at 45% and 37% unfavorable. He is followed by Bernie Sanders with a 42% rating for favorable and unfavorable. Uh, 40% rating for favorable and unfavorable. Hold on. This is this is type drunk. He is followed by Senator Bernie Sanders with a 42% rating for fair, favorable and unfavorable. Okay, 42% for both. And rounding out the top five is Biden at 42% favorable and 52% unfavorable. Right there. The proof is in the pudding right there. You can see it right there. Yeah, Biden, you're slipping big time. Big time, big time, big time. I don't have the article in front of me, but I think even uh, Hillary Clinton was starting to call into question uh, Biden's age and uh, his ability to run in 2024. Okay. Uh, people are calling for women-only gyms, and I believe there are women-only gyms out there. The problem is, is they can't keep, keep uh, trans women with dicks out of them. But the um, this influencer, and we've seen stories of this before, basically it's women calling for women-only gyms after men are just uh, blatantly taking photos of their asses and their titties when they're working out. Uh, this article here says that the internet is calling for women-only gyms after a woman claimed a male gym goer took a photo of her while she was working out. Julia, a fitness influencer with popular TikTok account, called out the unnamed man in a video she posted back in April 2021. In the caption, the young woman wrote, I was honestly going to post this. I honestly, I was honestly going to post this one, this on here when it happened, but it was a bit too sensitive at the time. Genuinely curious what you guys think. And basically in the clip, Julia is seen working out on a bench with her camera positioned in such a way that she could adequately film her technique for her followers. And then the alleged male voyeur is then seen coming up behind her and squatting while holding his phone. His phone appears to be pointing in Julia's direction for a short moment, after which he stands up and walks over to talk to another person at the gym. The original clip racked up over several million views on social media platform. And though Julia told her followers that the man, the man in question denied having taken a picture of her, most people agreed that he did. Um, and the people in the comments are saying he definitely took a picture and showed it to the other guy. I mean, you know, males, you can do better. You can do better. You can do better. I mean, there's, 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 there's a time, uh, all the time. Come on, respect women. Stop taking photos of them at the, uh, 
at the gym. I mean, it's just messed up. It's messed up extremely. I mean, guys are dirtbags. Guys are dirtbags. I mean, I'm sure this has been going on for years. Now, you know, when everybody's got a phone in their hand and everybody has access to just a video and click a picture of anything they want, stuff gets, uh, you know, weird. But I'm curious, you know, all women gyms, you know, we're going to see the same headlines, whole battles and transgender people trying to get in there. I don't know. I don't know. I, I say kick these guys out of the gym. You catch a guy doing that. It's hard to prove, though. It's hard to prove. It's hard to prove. What are you going to do? Surrender your phone to the to the polo-wearing shirt manager of Crunch Fitness or wherever the hell you're at and let him investigate to see if you were taking pictures? Probably not. Man, it's just sad. It's sad. It's sad lack of respect this generation has towards others. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, speaking of disgusting news. Now, I don't know if there's there's a trend that's trending on TikTok. And this is disgusting. And I don't think I'm the person to talk about this, but it's called free bleeding. Free bleeding. Yes. Males can free ball and women can free bleed. What is free bleed? Man, this is sick. I don't even know why I want to go into this article. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. I mean, personal choice. If you want to free bleed, no tampons, no pads, whatever, and just let your your monthly period come and just bleed all over the place, that's on you. But it is a thing. It is a thing that's going viral on TikTok. And it's all free bleeding is trending on TikTok. Here's what it means. Let me shrink this down a little bit so it fits on the screen on Rumble. Hold on. There we go. Uh, if you menstruate, chances are you have your go-to period products. Whether you love tampons, only use pads, or swear by menstrual cups. But recently, another tactic for dealing with the ant flow is gaining popularity and trending on TikTok. And that is free bleeding. Free bleeding is pretty much exactly what it sounds like. The practice of menstruating without using a tampon, pad, or menstrual cup to collect the blood. And while the idea behind free bleeding is to breed, bleed freely, it all comes down to personal preference. Free bleeding can be safe. So I think the bottom line here is if you are a male and you have any vehicle that you uh, drive and you do not want menstrual blood all over your seats, especially if you have one of those Teslas with the white interior, uh, I think a new question you need to add to your application for potential people that you're dating is to come out honestly. We need to open up the doors of conversation and you need to be asked women, are you a free bleeder? And that might be something that could be a deterrent uh, in the dating pool because you might not want free bleeders. Uh, you might not want to take a free bleeder to the beach where they are attacked by sharks because there's blood in the water. You might not want a free bleeder sitting on your uh, couch at home. Uh, you don't want to Netflix and chill and, and make your couch look like it was a crime scene. Um, so it's very important that males, when you're, when you're looking for new people to be involved with, you must ask the question, are you a free bleeder? Hmm. 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 Disgusting. 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 Okay. Uh, people are starting to protest and they're starting to protest, uh, trans trans females in sports and there was a bunch of women that were removed from a california high school track event for protesting against male participation in girls sports uh, security removed members of the group women are real from california uh, from the state championship over their track and field qualifier session on sunday the women picketing the event were removed after bringing attention to the fact that a male athlete named athena ryan 
had taken a female runner's spot in the state championship by finishing second in the girls' 1,600-meter event. Uh, The security guard who removed the protesters said he didn't have a problem with their activism, but the signs were only permitted outside the event. However, however, according to members of Women Are Real, other signage was permitted at the event, and they were the only group removed. Minutes before the group was ousted from the competition grounds, an irate woman was filmed calling the signs disgusting. I find that fucking offensive, the lady screamed. Uh, in fact, we have a video of that. And let's just, uh, let's see, was it this video? I think it's this video right here. Let's just play it. If you're watching on Rumble, you can follow along. You can see the uh, the the carnival of cluster fuckedness that was going on at the state championships in California. And let's just play this. Oh, there's no audio. Wait a minute. There was audio yesterday. What the freaking hell? Hang on. Let me fix this. There it is. Uh, let's try this again. Uh, oh, right there, right there. All right, let me rewind it. That is disgusting. I find that fucking offensive. Which part? Which part is disgusting? It's just a fucking matter. It's none of your business what someone else does. That's offensive. You have fucking issues. I feel fucking smart. I find this very interesting. I find this very interesting because I, I, I blame all this on the cell phone. Blame all this on the cell phone because there was a time where you could sit down with somebody at dinner and you could say, oh, I believe something and I believe this to be real. And somebody else would say, well, I, I thought it was this way. I thought these were the facts on the matter. And we could ha- we, we were trained to have a discussion with people arguing different sides of an issue and not neither person knowing exactly who was right. But we had the conversation. Then the cell phone comes along and somebody says, yeah, Indiana Jones won motion picture of the year 1986. And you can say, well, fuck that. I'm going to Google that. Nope, they didn't. See, there's the facts. So, I mean, I'm being kind of satirical, but I think uh, the art of conversation, the art of disagreeing, have different opinions and, and coming in hot or coming in and, and discussing things has gone the way of the dodo bird. I blame the cell phone. Um, but what what is very interesting about this video is the conviction that this lady has. Now, the only signs that they're holding is protect female sports. Okay, protect female sports. And this lady was so hot saying it was offensive, all this other kind of nonsense. And I believe she really sticks to her convictions and that's what she believes. What's it based on? I don't know. It's kind of a logical argument. But man, people are so, mm, mm. there's no there's no middle ground. There's no discussion when it comes to these controversial uh, topics anymore. Uh, it's you, you, you just got to play your militant role. You've got to, you've got to believe with 100% your convictions and uh, that is what it is. So in other and other and other news, we have a transgender student, a transgender girl, formerly biological male, was denied attendance at a high school graduation for wearing a dress. The lawsuit filed. A transgender girl was unable to attend her high school graduation because the school insisted that she wear a suit. I don't know how I feel about this. I mean, I think it's her choice, his choice, whatever. According to the ACLU of Mississippi, Harrison Central High School asked 17-year-old student LB to follow the boys' dress code for the graduation ceremony, which included clothing typically associated with boys such as pants, socks, and shoes. However, 
LB had already purchased a dress and heels for the ceremony before being informed about the dress code. In response, the ACLU took legal action on behalf of LB and her family by filing a lawsuit against the school district. Unfortunately, things took a turn for the worse when a U.S. district judge denied LB's emergency plea. The graduation ceremony occurred on Saturday, and multiple reports confirmed that LB was absent for her special day. Um, yeah, um, yeah, I don't have a strong opinion on this. I'm going to be the first one to say I don't have a strong opinion on this. I do have a strong opinion about indoctrination of trans theology in schools. I do have a strong opinion about that. Do I have a strong opinion about the students that are already trans being able to live life as they see fit? I think that's their personal freedom. I don't like the fact when it's indoctrinated in them by school curriculum, etc. But if that's what they're doing, I don't have a I, I have a problem when people start shaming other people because of their life choices. Even though I might not agree with their life choices, I have a problem with people shaming people for their life choices. So uh, they have a dress code. <clears throat> Excuse me. They have a dress code, and this uh, transgender LB did not comply with that dress code. Uh, I wonder if I can blow up this picture. I can't. Hmm. That's interesting. I don't have a. I don't have a firm. I don't have a firm stance on this. I think I have empathy. I have empathy for LB, who obviously, but I'm looking at these pictures. Obviously, has been uh, doing this whole trans thing. It looks like uh, LB has um, some breast or some fake breast on or something like that. Uh, I don't agree with the choices LB has made, but I also don't agree with uh, harassing LB over the choices that she's made. I have empathy for LB. I have empathy for um, LB. I'm sure LB was crushed, and I'm sure LB uh, would find it feeling awkward to be showing up in a pantsuit and tie uh, with the identity that it looks like they've been doing for a long time. I don't know much about that. I don't know. There's a difference. There's a difference between indoctrination in the schools and students that are already living this lifestyle and to ridicule them or to exclude them. Now, in LB's situation, in LB's situation, there are consequences to LB's actions. LB has decided to live as a transgender female with, uh, who's a biological male. Um, I don't have empathy if, if, if LB was wanting to go into the girls' locker room. No, because we have to protect our, 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 our young women that are in high school. See, you know what I was talking earlier about that priority of things? Yeah, I, I have empathy for LB. I don't want LB's feelings hurt. I don't want her, her to feel ridiculed. But at the same time, in that priority of things, priority for protecting women, girls at our schools against males in the locker room, that takes priority over transgender rights. There's a hierarchy here. And if LB wanted to compete in men's sports, no, because protecting women in, in men's sports is higher priority than the transgender rights of this male, biological male, to compete against women. So there's a hierarchy there. There are some gray areas. This is something that falls into the gray area. I don't know. Tell me your thoughts. Tell me your thoughts. Should this person, this person, this LB, should it be okay for the school to say, no, the only way you're graduating is to put on a suit and tie and put your hair in a ponytail, take off the fake eyelashes and the makeup, and walk the aisle? That's 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 a gray area. I don't think that's right. I mean, Yep, call me, call me moderate on that one. Definitely call me moderate on that one. Okay, here we go. We talked about this also a couple days ago, and um, and 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 we were talking about uh, what the Democratic Party has done for uh, the Black community or minority communities in general. And one of the things I mentioned, I said, uh, you wait 
tell you till, till you bring up I, that you want choices of schools and where you send your kids on a first come first serve basis and see how the Democrats react to that. Well, without question, without question, let me pull up this article. And this is a Democrat governor, and he's declaring a state of emergency over a Republican-controlled legislature's plan to increase school choice in North Carolina. This is exactly what I was talking about, okay? The Democratic governor of North Carolina is being lambasted by critics for declaring a state of emergency in education after the Republican-controlled legislature voted for school choice. Roy Cooper accused Republicans of trying to starve public education and dropping an atomic bomb on public education in a televised address on Monday. He said it's clear that Republican legislature is aiming to choke the life out of public education, according to Roy Cooper. He also said, I am declaring this state of emergency because you need to know what's happening. Cooper was angered by a budget debate between Republicans and the legislature that would lead to smaller rise in teacher pay than, than, than he wanted and an increase in access for families to school vouchers. Roy says our teachers deserve better pay and more respect, but the legislature wants to give them neither one, according to Roy Cooper. Cooper was immediately upbraided online for abusing his emergency powers over a political disagreement. Uh, some of the quotes on this uh, responses were unbelievable. Roy, Roy Cooper is now actually evoking emergency powers to fight veto-proof school choice bills passed by the legislature. Legislation is not an emergency. And that was a response from a, a investigative researcher, Parker Thayer. Um, I mean, I mean, you see the argument here. You see the argument here. If, if students start leaving these shit schools that are absolutely horrible in pursuit of places where children could get a better education, that school will lose funding. And when the school loses funding, teachers' pay goes down. And you know what? Do you know what? This is how I feel about it. Kids are kids. Kids are molded by their parents and their teachers. And we know that parents have been slacking on the job profoundly. And we also know that teachers in have given up in some of these impoverished areas where they believe that these children are unteachable. But you know what? Do better. Do better. Do a better job at educating your kids and they won't want to leave. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Eh, eh, eh. And plus, it's a first-come, first-served basis, so if the choice is up to the students, there's only so many kids that can get accepted into the school down the road that has a better uh, system in place. And then they're going to have to revert to going back to the shitty school to begin with because there's 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 capacity issues at these schools. You know what I mean? There's barely enough schools to go around for all the kids that we have in this country. Um, so all the schools are going to fill up. I mean, the same amount of students are going to go to school. It's just a matter of where they go to school. I am pro-parent on this one. I am pro-students. I am pro-people wanting to do better in this world and in people wanting to find a better place to put their schools into uh, uh, to put their kids into schools. I mean, come on. We do this all the time. When you're buying a house and you have a family, one of the first things you check on is what are the schools like in the area? You know what I mean? What What is the rating of this school? Where am I going to have to send my kid to school? And if it's an ultra shitty school, that is a determining factor on whether you want to buy into a house in that neighborhood. So the school voucher system, I'm pro for it. I'm pro for the best of the best rising to the top. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people don't agree with that. A lot of people don't agree with that. Uh, I'm just going to briefly touch on this one. 
You know, we've talked about all this target boycott. I've been debating on whether this boycott will actually really catch fire. Uh, I saw some post that Target was having some emergency meetings amongst their leadership because they don't want to get bud lighted. And uh, they're trying to figure out what they want to do about these uh, uh, penis-tucking bathing suits that they're selling in children's uh, sizes. But one thing is for sure is that the Karens that are out there, uh, offended conservatives, are going to Target uh, to record their pride section. It's a trend now. It's trending on TikTok of conservative people going out there and making videos with disgusted faces like you can see with this young woman that is on Rumble. And the article says here that now Target has rolled out its pride apparel collection for 2023. Various anti-LGBTQ plus people have rolled into stores with their camera phones to reveal just how out of control the retailer's grooming of children is. These adults are horrified by the rainbow-colored baby onesies and swimsuits that are apparently indoctrinating children into the LGBTQ plus lifestyle. So horrified, so horrified are these people, in fact, that they are willing to give Target free advertising on their social media accounts. Let's see. Hmm. Yeah, I'm just going to leave that article there. Okay, let's 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 watch this one. This is OAN anchor uh, Allison Steinberg flips out over Target's Pride collection, and there's just a million of these articles out there like this. Let me make sure this page isn't muted, like it was before. Well, like finally, Here we made our way to the uh, queer section of Target, and it's actually worse than I ever imagined. The tuck-friendly construction is alive and well. As you can see, they have a full selection, so clearly it's not doing too well. Um, but this is just out of control. I mean, really? Really? If you thought the queer section was bad, just come on over to the card section. We're looking in the baby aisle. Oh shit, we're going after the cards. Two dads. There are more cards congratulating two same-sex parents than there are regular male-female parents. And then we head over to the wedding section. Hers and hers. Misses and misses. I mean, this is completely out of control. Okay, hold on, hold on a second, <laughs> hold on a second. You know, here's where I get a little moderate again. Like I said, I don't believe the indoctrination in our public schools and that kind of stuff is acceptable. I don't, but there are families out there with two moms. In fact, some of my best friends, and I'm talking about the people that I go to their house for barbecues, we go to the lake, we hang out. Uh, my best friends, and I don't, I'm not, I'm not doing this to tout my horn by any means, but they are two moms. They are two moms with kids and they are loving parents. And those kids are growing up in a, in a great home, a great home, better than a lot of the straight homes that I know. So, I mean, the card should be available for children in those situations that, that have two moms. Uh, so, you know, I just don't believe that that lifestyle should be indoctrinated in the public schools. Shoot me for being in the middle on this one. Shoot me. There are families with two dads. Do I think uh, Do I think personally that kids growing up in the foster system, bouncing from house to house that have come from just 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 depleted uh, homes with without a structure, without loving parents or, you know, just bouncing from house to house. Maybe it is loving foster parents. Do I think they would do better in a household that is stable with two loving parents of the same gender? I do. I do. And I. I don't think it, I, I think there's, I think there's, I think there's, it's back to this tier of what's going on. Foster kids, 
Would they be best off in a family with two loving parents, male and female, raised in a traditional way? Yes. Would they be would they be better in a in a gay home with gay parents than in the foster system? Yes. There's there's degrees of everything. Okay? That's where I stand on that. And I hope my I hope my gay friends don't see see this and just uh, see me talking about, but it's the truth. It's the truth. It's it's better than nothing. It's better than the foster system. So should uh, would I call for Target to, and Hallmark to stop making cards for kids that have two moms and two dads? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. Now they're probably going overboard, and they and she's claiming that there's more of those than for straight kids. I don't know. That's her opinion. Do I think that percentage of people is pretty small? Yeah, I think it's a smaller. It definitely shouldn't be re represented in a higher number in the card section just by the sheer coincidence of how many clients there are out there to buy it. But that's a different story. Okay, what do we have next in the news? Let's just move on. Man, I'm sounding pretty moderate today. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientific uh, studies are out there saying sperm counts are declining. Scientists believe they have a pinpointed the main causes why. Researchers have looked at nearly 27,000 studies to identify the biggest factors causing sperm damage. This is what they found. Men's reprodu reproductive capacity has fallen drastically in recent decades, and a new analysis of thousands of studies has revealed the factors that pose the biggest risk to sperm quality. Lots of low-quality sperm out there, ladies. So if you're uh, trying to add protein in your diet, remember that this is going to be low-quality sperm that you're going to be consuming. Sperm crowns around the world have halved over the past 50 years, with the pace of decline more than doubling since the year 2000, according to recent research on male fertility. Researchers at Simuels University in Hungary have dug deeper into the findings of nearly 20, 27,000 studies to determine the biggest causes of deterioration in sperm cells and found pollution, smoking, age, and certain health conditions to have the greatest effect. Hmm. Okay. Well, look out there. Uh, sperm is half off since 2000. Uh, okay. So uh, we saw this the other day. And that TikTok was the uh, uh, was being banned in Montana. This was the first state to openly ban TikTok, and of course TikTok is coming back and is suing Montana over the sweeping ban. Uh, TikTok has sued Montana for imposing a sweeping ban on the app for users in the state, according to a complaint filed in federal court on Monday. Republican Governor Greg G. Forte, Gianforte, on Wednesday signed legislation that bans TikTok from operating within the territorial jurisdiction of Montana and prevents users in Montana from downloading the mobile application from venues such as the Apple App Store or Google Play Store with a $10,000 fine for each violation of the measure. TikTok has filed a lawsuit to block that ban, arguing the law violates the First Amendment, the Commerce Clause, and is a bill of attainder. i do not not sure what that means under the U.S. Constitution. Uh, the state has enacted these extraordinary and unprecedented measures based on nothing more than unfounded speculation. Uh, that's according to the attorneys for TikTok, which is owned by ByteDance, a company based in the People's Republic of China. They added that the company has not shared and would not share U.S. user data with the Chinese government despite China's passage of a national intelligence law in 2017 that would ostensibly require ByteDance to provide any data it owns at the government's request. So the attorneys are saying we're not handing over legislation or legislation, 
Jeez. Come on. Get your shit together, Jake. Uh, TikTok attorneys are saying that we are not handing over the information, but it's contrary to the law that was passed in China in 2017, saying that any company has to hand over all their information to the Chinese government. So maybe just because they haven't yet, maybe the Chinese government hasn't requested it. Anyways, I think that it's been proven that TikTok is uh, definitely a source of major information uh, that could fall into the hands of the Chinese. Yeah. So I don't know. But TikTok is suing Montana. All right. What else do we got? Uh, Kirk Cameron. Kirk Cameron. Uh, the laughable Kirk Cameron. Anyways, he came out with a, a new book to celebrate Pride Month. Uh, Kirk Cameron's anti-LGBTQ plus children's book released on first day of Pride Month. Christian actor and author Kirk Cameron has announced plans to release his new children's book, Pride Comes Before the Fall, on June 1st, the first day of Pride Month. And if the book's title is any indication, it will be wearing its hate on its sleeve. And this is according to The Advocate, obviously a left-leaning uh, publication. The Growing Pains actor is known for his long history of anti-LGBTQ plus stances, including claiming that homosexuality is unnatural, detrimental, and destructive in a 2012 interview with Pierce Morgan. Pride Comes Before the Fall will be Cameron's second children's book. His first, As You Grow, was published in December 2022 by conservative publisher Brave Books. Uh, per the Washington Times, Brave Books reached out to more than 50 libraries last year to ask that they sponsor readings by Kirk Cameron for his first book tour, only to be denied or ignored by all of them. <clears throat> well, come on. That's not fair. That's not fair. If we can have Drag Story Hour, if we can have Drag Story Hour reading books with uh, uh, homosexual indoctrination, you know, uh, 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 two gay grapes fucking the bathroom, whatever they do in the children's books to indoctrinate, uh, you know, the gay lifestyle, then, I mean, Kirk Cameron, we should be equal. He should be able to come in and read his books about why he believes that it shouldn't happen. But libraries are denying it. I, he didn't file a lawsuit, so it is what it is. But anyways, if you're looking for something to read to your kids during Pride Month, apparently Kirk Cameron's Pride Comes Before the Fall might be an option for you. What else do we have going on? Uh, 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 well, I don't know what that is. I should probably edit that out. Oh, yeah. So one thing that's going to affect a lot of Americans, especially if you have a Wells Fargo or a Bank of America, um, what Wells Fargo in a nutshell is saying is basically they're going to shut down a lot of branches and you're going to have to do all your banking online. Uh, bank branches are going the way of video stores and pay telephone booths and there's nothing financial consumers can do about it. In Philadelphia, Wells Fargo has closed 70% of its local bank branches since 2020. Uh, regional Kingpin PNC is not far behind, shuttering 15% of its branches in Philadelphia area, according to the Philadelphia Business Journal. Bank of America has gotten into the act, closing 5% of its physical locations in the region as well. Uh, it's just not a Philadelphia problem. Big banks are closing branches in New Jersey, Maryland, Ohio, Washington, D.C., Illinois, Michigan, as well as out west in Nevada, California, and Arizona. Mm, mm. Mm. If the trend of current bank branch closings continues, there may be no bank branches left in two and 10 years. Uh, so the question is, why are so many bank branches closing and why is that pace of closing accelerating in the past several years? Well, bank executives say consumer attitudes have changed with the times. At Wells Fargo, the banking giant is reporting a plunge in face-to-face -face teller transactions. And I need to clear my throat. Let me put a marker here so I can do a little edit. 
Um, okay, so yeah, this is a, another story that comes out that affects the, uh, you know, we talked about the Democrats uh, always passing legislation that affects the, the low-income people in this country, and this is once again a story that basically has in, impact on uh, the the uh, lower income earning people in the United States. And it's uh, definitely, it's the new, I'm trying to get this little fit on Rumble. New Biden administration mandate will raise costs on mobile home homeowners for zero climate benefit, experts say. The Biden administration upcoming rules requiring stricter energy efficiency standards for mobile homes will raise costs for low-income home buyers while failing to meaningfully, meaningfully limit emissions. That's according to an industry expert uh, that was talking to the Daily Caller News Foundation. The Department of Energy's DOE rules set going to effect on May 31st, one year after they were finalized. Uh, mobile homes are going to have to have updated insulation and ceiling requirements among, amongst other efficiency standards for mobile homes formerly known as manufactured homes, which the agency estimates could save the average consumer between $177 to $407 per year on utilities while boosting the average manufactured home prices by $4,100 to $4,500. The rule will have an adverse impact on low-income homebuyers via increased prices. The median household income for manufactured homeowners is $35,000, according to the Manufactured Housing Institute, but will likely have a negligible effect on carbon emissions. Jonathan Leeser of Manhattan Institute told the, uh, the DCNF, according to the DOE's own estimates, over a 30-year period, the new rule will reduce CO2 emissions by 80.4 million metric tons, Lisa noted that citing the DOE's regulatory analysis by comparison, according to the 2022 BP Statistical Review of World Energy, U.S. energy-related CO2 emissions were 4.7 billion metric tons. So over a 30-year period, the new rule will reduce CO2 emissions by the equivalent of 150 hours of U.S. emissions in 2022. Obviously, this rule will have zero impact on the climate, but it will have impact on Low-income Americans, uh, a lot of these people that are represented by the Democratic Party on purchasing uh, a manufactured or a mobile home. Okay, so uh, let's see. Uh, one Karen out there that is um, um, not complaining about getting her ass uh, beat by a uh, cyclist, a transgender cyclist. A uh, cyclist who lost race to trans women says she couldn't care less if winner was trans. All right, Karen, take a moment for the team. A cyclist that came in second second in a race said she couldn't care less that she lost to a trans woman. Leslie Mumford won the Desert Gravel CO2, CO, CO, oh, Colorado to Utah race, a 100-mile course from the Colorado to Utah in the 40 to 49-year-old age group with an impressive time of 6 hours, 28 minutes, and 1 second. Uh Falling right under her was Lindsay Creety, who placed just 17 seconds before Mumford. So, uh, this, this, I, you know what, honestly, I'm looking at this picture, and I can't tell which one's the dude, because my opinion on this picture of these, of this couple, either one could be the dude. In fact, somebody sent me a UFC fight the other day, and it was transgender male fighting a female, and I guessed wrong at which one was the transgender male. But anyways, of course, this Karen doesn't care, because she's in the 40 to 49-year-old class, <clears throat> college scholarships and other things that affect her future are not on the line. 
nothing matters. If she gets beat by her dude, it doesn't matter. But if this was a collegiate sport, it would matter uh, a lot, a lot, because, uh, you know, scholarships and other things are determined by that. So if this Karen doesn't care, that's fine that you don't care. Um, that's up to you. It is just stripping your womanhood. It is it is just stripping your power as an independent woman with a vagina. But that's on you. If it doesn't matter to you, Karen, then uh, so be it. So be it. Okay, what else do we have in the news? We got to wrap this up. We got to wrap this up. We're going way too long. Oh, this article. Do I want to get into it? Okay, this was a, an, an article that was taken by Ashley Madison. Ashley Madison, an adult website, but they have their finger on the pulse. And one of the polls, some of the polling they were doing is why people cheat. And it was an Ashley Madison study that reveals unfaithful love to their spouses. Uh, basically, in a nutshell, it's saying that more people are cheating these days. And I read through this. And the bottom line is that they say that it's falsely portrayed in movies and television where spouses feel extreme guilt when they're cheating. And that it's just not out there. And people are cheating. It doesn't. They're also saying in this study that it doesn't matter whether they have a good relationship or a bad relationship or an average relationship. It's saying a lot of people are cheating and they feel no guilt or no remorse for doing so. So that is the uh, way our society is going. No guilt, no remorse. Fuck anybody you want. And that's the end of the story. I don't need to dive into detail on that. What else do I have left? Uh, let me see. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't want to get into this one. I really don't want to get into this one. Uh, basically, what they're doing is they're, they're, they're tracing back the, um, the manufacturer that's selling all of this uh, LGBTQ AI plus, one of the manufacturers that is being uh, sold at Target for Pride Month. And they're finding ties that it, they also make a bunch of satanic T-shirts and whatever. And so people are trying to uh, really link together the aspect that uh, Target supporting this manufacturer that's also a satanist. Uh, I don't know if he's actual a satanist or he just has a couple of pentagram T-shirts or what the deal is. But I didn't want to delve into it. I don't want to fact check in it. So I'm just going to avoid that story altogether. Um, you know, that's it. I'm going to call it today. We've gone too long. And I'm on my temporary setup, my temporary setup, which is kind, kind of hokey to begin with. Um, so this has been Jake with Radio Underland, and I will talk to you later. Be, be kind. Be good humans. Don't indoctrinate our kids. But also, if you see a trans kid out there, uh, don't be a dick. That's pretty middle of the road. I don't know. I, I believe in the individual freedoms. I do question the circumstances if parents were pushing kids to that decision. Okay, I was supposed to wrap this up. I'll talk to you later. This is Jake with Radio Underland. You have a good one. Talk to you later. Bye-bye.